Welcome to a very special episode of Broadway Radio for January 1st, 2021. Finally, ding dong, the Ooh. witch is dead. I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. And I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. I hope everybody has survived New Year's Eve. Hopefully you didn't go out and do anything at all. Hopefully you stayed home and weren't an idiot um, about it. But... Uh, you can still do stupid stuff at home, I suppose. So I hope that everybody, as you were listening <laughs> to this... Absolutely true, I promise. <laughs> ...is doing well. If you have a hangover, I've heard the thing Liquid IV is very good for uh, mm. uh, for hangovers. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, use promo mm-hmm. code TCO at checkout. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to get all of Broadway radios, just cross-promotion uh, for the day job over there. But if you yeah, want yeah. to... Um, Get all of Broadway Radio's episodes before they're released on the regular feed. Head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. So on Monday's episode, we talked about the things that we saw live and in person in 2020 that we wanted to shout out because of their uh, their impact they had on us. However, as we noted, we only really had about two and a half months to see things live and in person in 2020. However... We saw we had the rest of the year to see things virtually, and we did. So the three of us are going to go through and talk about some of our favorite things that we saw, whether those are plays, musicals, concerts, anything else that we want to discuss. Um, we are going to talk about all of those things today in this episode. Um, Grace, I let Ashley start the last one. Why don't you kick us off with one of your oh, favorite geez. things that you saw virtually this year? All right. Well, here we go, folks. Strap in because I'm going to talk about the Sondheim birthday special that was streaming uh, on YouTube. <laughs> it's like Matt knew that was going to be my first one. I, just like yeah, I was going to let somebody else. Me by. Guess what? We're talking Sondheim anyway. No, no go ahead. Well, I want both no. of you to tag team on this one. Yeah, no, do exactly. It, do it, do let's it. all go off because <laughs> let's let's set the scene with Raul Esparza dropping his phone. Um yeah. I'm not sure what <laughs> kit they sent him, and I'm not going to roast Raul Esparza for not Never. understanding the, the simple... Friend of the show, Raul Esparza. Friend of the show, friend of the pod. I don't think that he was given the proper technique set up, nor was practically anyone that was involved in this particular project. <laughs> Maybe save Mandy Patinkin, who was like, I'm going to go out in my field and just sing yeah. for the hills. Yeah. Um, He's perfect. Yeah, exactly. he, he is perfect. Um, but it was... It was just, it was a dumpster fire sex dungeon of fun. And oh, I think that. Thank you. I think it's fun for us to talk about, Ashley. Like, what were your, what were your thoughts? Uh, well, I am a notable Sondheim obsessee. So there's uh, not really anything throughout the rest of quarantine. I'm going to be honest. There hasn't been anything in the rest of quarantine <laughs> that I saw streaming that was like, brought me the same feeling of like pre-pandemic joy that that did i know there were a few of those experiences with that and then like the bombshell concert which i still haven't seen smash i know uh so this was kind of the closest feeling of like everyone was back in the theater and watching like all these incredible people performing and like being seated with a bunch of people I loved. And despite all the technical (laughs) things like Follies Overture being played like five times because we had to (laughs) start and stop every 10 minutes or so, I just thought it was really joyous. And that was just kind of unbeatable to me. It was also like, the first couple weeks of the pandemic and that's absurd to me that it feels like that that it was that long ago 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had like, a, I mean, I'm sure that you guys did too. There were, there were group texts to be had during this performance. Oh, um, I was just on Twitter nonstop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Group fully. texts, Twitter, everywhere. There was a live tweet going. There was the Christine Baranski appearance with the wine glass. Yeah, there were Mm -hmm. uh, there were so many wine glasses, in fact. Um, And the (laughs) fact that this stopped so many times and we had to re-click and and the fact that everybody signed on to click new links on YouTube was also iconic. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It was like you got to watch everyone kind of collectively unravel on social media, which was the fun of it, too. We had just started this global pandemic. And we all like, yeah. slowly descending into madness. When you're tweeting the same thing as Lin Manuel Miranda, which is "What's happening?" You mm. know that we're all in this <laughs> together, yeah. regardless of our bank accounts. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just thought that that was an iconic piece of pop culture that all of us experienced during this pandemic. Yeah, and can I chat it? Like, obviously, we're going to all talk about like Mandy Patinkin and Always, you know Baranski, yeah. That's just my daily basis. Jake. Yes, that's true. Uh, but also like Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford doing stuff like that. That's all, that stuff's all great. But the, the one that I think has maybe stuck with me and surprised me the most was Elizabeth Stanley. Yes. Because, yes. like, like I, I've talked about Jagged Little Pill, which I thought was fine. I thought she was really not well cast in that show. Um, vocally, like mm-hmm. it just didn't suit her vocally very well. But this performance, and honestly, I don't even remember what song she sang at this point. Do you remember Ashley or Grace? I know she was in a tent and it looked like she was in a world market. Um, yes, that's exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't either, but it doesn't matter. But it was, it was like Miller's w- son. Yes. Yes, 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 it was. It just felt like she was made for that song. And like, I don't know if she's done a production of the show or if it's just like she's that I don't know, but it was just like, oh, like I knew she was good because I knew she did uh, uh, the tour of Bridges and all this stuff. And like she was acting was great in Jagged Little Pill. But I was like, oh, this is what she needs to be doing. Like Jagged Little Pill is fine. I'm happy that she got a Tony nomination. But like this is the shit when it comes to Elizabeth Stanley. (laughs) It's one of my favorite Sondheim songs to begin with. And as you said, she wasn't exactly well cast in Jagged Little Pill, but Jagged Little Pill is a mess anyway, not getting into it. Um, and she, Elizabeth has done Sondheim before she did company. Yeah. Um, so she does have Sondheim in her back pocket. Um, so she gets like the language of that. And this was just like such a great showcase for her. That was absolutely one of the performances that has stuck with me from that, as well as like Donna Murphy's Sudden the Clowns, which is just bananas. Yeah. Donna oh, Murphy yeah. saying, uh, my friend Steve. I was like, that was a bold move, oh, Donna. Oh, yeah. I got the yeah. sweats, yeah. Also, just go, going back to Elle Stan again, she was also in the cast of Merrily Roll Along mm-hmm. at yeah. Encores, yeah. Um, which I still listen to uh, fairly regularly because of my love for Celia keenan Bolger. Yeah, yeah, um, so that's a great one. I, I think that that's the perfect way to start this off because for so many of us, that was the kickoff of our very, very, very long yeah. Lockdown, and we so, have a whole episode about it. So absolutely, go back and listen do. to it. Yeah, we do. Um, th- at that point, I will still remember what people actually sang. If you uh, go back, because we recorded it right <laughs> after, I think, didn't we? Actually, I, I don't know. Who, who knows? Okay, me neither. That was uh, March. Right. It, well, oh god. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ashley, do you want to go with something else, or do you want to ride on that one as your sure. first one as well? No, I, 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 if you give me the space to talk about Sondheim, we will never shut up. So I will go to a different okay. one, and that was okay, no. the Significant Other stream that was back in May with Gideon Glick, Lindsay Mendez, Rebecca Naomi Jones. It's a play I love, and one that felt very fitting to watch in the middle of self isolation when life was kind of on hold. I love that show. It's such a well written play that it didn't lose anything by not being on stage for me, which is not something I can say very often for, or, or for many of the other pieces that I saw throughout the last nine months, where as soon as you put it into a virtual environment, it kind of loses all the appeal. Um, but yeah, I, that was, that was another one of those, especially for like, gay Twitter. <laughs> it was something that everyone was live streaming and it just felt very community oriented and made me feel really good, I have to say. Even though it's not That's, another feel good show. By no, any means. It's not. It's definitely not. Um another show that's not really a feel-good show that I want to talk about. Um, it was not a live Zoom reading stream. This was actually recorded by uh, the Rattlestick Playwrights Theater just before the lockdowns happened. And it was their show that was actually happening um, when the lockdowns kind of occurred. And then they rushed to get this out. It was little more than a house cam. Um, they maybe had like a second camera for close-ups. But it's a play that I think if it had run normally would have been a contender for the Pulitzer Prize. Um, it is called The Siblings Play. It mm-hmm. is by Rin Dara Santiago and directed by Jenna Warsham. It features Dahlia Davies, Cindy De La Cruz, Mateo Farrow, Andy Lucian, and Ed Ventura, um, with Ed Ventura and Dahlia Davy kind of playing the leads there. It's um, a story about a really messed up family um in in new york and it's a it's a latin family and kind of how they deal with navigating uh the world and poverty and responsibilities and weird interpersonal relationships with family members um i don't want to say too much because i would kind of spoil what happens um but it it was really really interesting beautifully written beautifully performed beautifully directed um i it it's not still streaming anywhere uh, but if you get the opportunity to see the mm-hmm. siblings play uh by Rendara Santiago at some point um it's really 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 impactful and it's something that I wish more people had gotten the opportunity to see in person before it shut down. All right, Grace, what else you got for us? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about um, a particularly marginalized community, which is white men. Um, I watched a white man show with a white man because of solidarity. Um, And no, I have to say this is, um, this is a comedy show that I was surprised to really enjoy. And I don't actually, we talked about like last week, you know who James Icaster is? Yes, indeed. Yes. Okay. So James uh, released cold lasagna, hate myself, 1999, a comedy special. See, even the title alone, I was like, I'm hooked. Um, he performed it last year and recorded it and put out on Dice, which was which is a streaming platform, um, a, a ticketed streaming platform. Certain times that you had to be uh, to buy a ticket to see it, and it was a two-hour comedy show, which is essentially like a solo project, solo show, solo play. And it was start to finish. I hope he puts it back up because you can't go back to it. It was a ticketed event, so I felt like I was. 
going to a ticketed event, uh, but it was all virtual. And it was, even though it was filmed a year ago, it was so relevant. He talks a lot about his anxieties. There's like a 45 minute bit on Rowan Atkinson that I can't give away. Um, that seems legit. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. And I'm telling you, I need you guys to, if, if I'll send it to you, if they release it again, because it was absolutely amazing. And I thought, okay, this is the perfect opportunity for a lot of these types of artists, a lot of comedians out there that um, if they have archival footage, release it to even like just your friends, have a ticketed yeah, event. Sure. Like it was just an excellent opportunity and a good example of what we can do and what we're capable of doing when we're in times like this. Hopefully this will never happen again in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it continues to press on, unfortunately, you know, like these are our options and it was just, it was amazing to watch. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I adore, I've watched a lot of James A. Pester during quarantine, just as a result <laughs> of like, I watch a lot of British panel shows. So he's always on, but I don't, I, I'm trying to think I've ever actually seen like extended stand-up from him. He um, has four specials that are yeah. all like in sequence on Netflix that's, that I yeah, highly recommend. That's, that's what I thought. I'll have to get to them. All right, uh, Ashley, uh, if it's not British white male <laughs> comedians, what do you <laughs> oh, have next for well, us? Who am I supposed to talk about that? Okay. <laughs> oh, no Graham Norton now. Oh, wow. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> no David Mitchell or Robert Webb, obviously. Uh, I'm going to go exact opposite, I guess. And I don't know how to categorize this show because it's not like a live stream theater, but it was a streaming event. I I don't know if you saw it, Matt, because uh, I thought you were going to. And that would be Circle Jerk by Fake Friends. Yes! Which, yeah, it was, I guess, produced in the stream by Jeremy O'Harris and mm -hmm. ran at the mm -hmm. end of October from the 18th to the 23rd. It is one of the most gloriously bizarre and queer things I've ever seen. I guess, I guess the synopsis of it is that it's about gay right-wing trolls and trying to spread wow. spread the gay agenda through internet discourse and it's just it's it's filmed where it could never really be on stage as is and it's so much better for it it's like it's it's farce but <laughs> I I really don't know how to describe it other than it's something that you had to have seen to believe that it happened. I did not see it when it was streaming, but I feel like I feel comfortable saying this because Jeremy O'Harris is very open about letting the audience do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, I have a downloaded version sitting on my desktop oh, right now that I need to watch excellent. at some point. So I, so I have it. I can't wait for you to see it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as, as a straight white man, I can't yes. wait to see what you think of it's, Circle Jerk. I, I am the target audience yeah, for Circle Jerk. Obviously. With added out. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. I have a whole host of those types of things that I did not get to watch in real time uh, during this pandemic mm. that I will at some point, perhaps maybe when I die. All right. So moving on, I'm going to go back to one of those big virtual star studded concert events that happened early in the pandemic. And I am going to talk about a night of Covenant House Stars, which oh, aired yeah. on May 18th, which was filled with a ton of Broadway people, but also like some major stars. We got like appearances from Diane Keaton and Meryl Streep and John Bon Jovi and Rachel Brosnahan and Stephen Colbert and Dolly Parton and Dionne Warwick, but also from like 
the Broadway side, we had Stephanie J. Block singing to her five-year-old. We had, um, I mentioned the cast of Brooklyn on our last show. They had a reunion thing and they performed. We had um, everybody's favorite uh, Republican, Laura Osnes and Jeremy Jordan performing together. We had Alex Newell. We had all of it, Jordan Fisher. It was just a really great concert. And if you don't know what Covenant House is, it is one of the best charities out there. It is a... Uh, it is an international charity that provides housing and food and health care to children and youth who uh, are are facing homelessness in 31 cities across six countries around the world. Um, it is one of the most worthwhile organizations out there. And what was so great about it was obviously all of the performances were fantastic. And many, many, many of these people were folks that um, have long relationships with Covenant House. Otter McDonald is a former board member or maybe a current board member stephanie j block is a board member rachel brosnahan's a board member like these are folks who have intimate relationships with this organization so hearing them talk about and then perform um, was great but they also mixed it in with these segments of just talking to the kids that live at covenant house or adults who have transitioned out of covenant house to being able to live on their own because of the support that they had at covenant house it is just you know this happened in may So we didn't really know the full effect of what this pandemic and this shutdown would do to people. And I feel like we understand far better now the economic Mm -hmm. and the emotional uh, impact that this can have. And now as we think about just going through the holidays where people have – so little. Uh, it breaks my heart every time. So um, the Covenant House is an organization that I try to donate to as regularly as possible. And uh, I don't know if this is still streaming anywhere, but if it is, find it and watch it and donate to Covenant House uh, if you are able. But it was a wonderful, glorious, feel-good evening uh, of songs and stories that I will not soon forget. So mm. that is one for me. Um, Grace, what do you have next? Oh, no, no. I'm, I am tapped. <laughs> you tapped. up okay. on our other episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grace is tapping out. Um, Ashley, do you have anything else for us? Uh, just a couple of other honorable mentions, I guess. Uh, buyer and seller starring Michael Yuri at the start, which I think was like the first week yep. of the pandemic, uh, which loved, loved, loved. I think Michael Yuri is kind of definitely not unsung heroes of the pandemic because he's done everything ever yeah but because he's done everything ever certainly gets some kind of special recognition the other one uh i think was during pride plays and that was the stream of donnie arlo's one and two which was Mm -hmm. maybe my favorite show last year to see on stage um the stream was directed by malika ayataman and as much as i think it you know, is a better piece on stage. I it, it was another one of those streams where I didn't miss it being on stage. I was just so glad to see it presented again. Yeah, that uh, that's also another one that's sitting in my mm, movies yeah, folder yeah. that I need to watch. Um, again, haven't watched as many things as I would like, but uh, I'll shout out a few uh, as well. Um, the one thing that I feel like needs to be discussed because, and, and although we've discussed it at length as well, Ashley mm-hmm. is. Is the Antonio Awards, which oh, yes. set set such a high bar for the production value of what awards shows could Absolutely. be like this? And I am still angry that the Tony Awards did not Ooh. take a cue from the exactly from the Tony uh, the Antonio Awards and kind of use that as a template for how they could have done this thing months ago. Unbelievably um, good. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it was great. And, and what a great tradition. And I'm so looking forward to what they do in the future. Yeah. Um, some other things I want to shout out. I saw a number of the things from uh, the old Vix in camera series. I saw Lungs. I saw Three Kings. I saw A Christmas Carol. I love that they did something very interesting um, with, uh, with their shows. I saw a number of shows from London, small cast shows that were done um, either virtually like people were in their own rooms or on stages, but um, uh, socially distanced. I saw a production of um, uh, uh, the last five years. I saw songs for new world. I saw a title of show that were all great. I watched a ton of the Seth Rudetsky concerts because they were through Broadway world and I got to see him for free. Oh, uh, yeah. But some, yeah. So <laughs> some of those were really great. Um, oh, that, uh, that, I, is, that is another one. Sorry to interrupt. That is another one. I no, saw. Speaking it. of, uh, you know, British uh, uh, across the pond shows, I did see Andrew Scott's one man seawall, which I think they streamed back oh, in yeah. May, which, uh, you know, speaking of Fleabag always as we did. Oh, yeah. Hot priest, <laughs> yes. hot priest yeah. till we die yes, forever yeah. and ever, but just one of the best actors um, generally. And it was so, yeah. so good to see in, in a dramatic role, like fully dramatic role, just doing his own thing. Yeah, and I, I think that's actually a few years old, but they went ahead and released old. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he is definitely hot priest, but he's also Moriarty to me of as well. Course. But uh, he can do both. <laughs> he can do both. Um, and I, I do want this was not one of the Seth Rodesky concerts, but I feel like we need to discuss the fact that we saw Bombshell in concert during this thing as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you don't care. I'm a hitless uh, person, so go off, Queen, because I. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, that's fine too. Krista Rodriguez is, as Ashley knows, we've talked about her yes. quite a bit on the show as well. Yes. Love me some, uh, yeah, in our text, um, some, some Krista Rodriguez, but, um, but bombshell, it was just cool because like this is something that for so many people, what I loved about it is, and we talked about this uh, a lot on this show too, is how like anytime any type of theater gets like mainstream popularity, all of the theater people do whatever they can to be cynical and shit on it. And so I thought it was just so funny that all of the hate watching that happened when Smash was on TV like shockingly disappeared when we were doing the bombshell concert and people just talked about how much they loved it. It was just very funny to me. I am an admitted Megan Hilty stan. Um, I used to love Kat McPhee's Twitter presence, but now Ooh. she's on the... She's on the naughty list now, so we don't yeah. talk about her anymore. But whoever ran her social media was great. Um, so I just enjoyed the hell out of that. And to see some of these, you know, all those people uh, back together, that was very cool. Um, but, you know, bombshell in concert. Also, last shout out, the 54 Below YouTube page streamed the Legally Blonde, the Search for the Next L Woods reunion concert, which I also oh. loved. Yes, so. they did. Yes, I love that. I love that show. Do you? Uh, Autumn Herbert was robbed. Never heard, never heard of it. Yeah, whatever. You're you're a Sondheim person. You you can't <laughs> Could never lower your. Yeah. Anyway, um, so those are all great things uh, from the pandemic. Why don't you let us know what your favorite things are that you witnessed virtually, whether it's a concert or a show? I'm also going to shout out one other thing here. Um, I think it's theater. I don't know. It's it's called uh, the Candle House Collective, and they do phone plays where they like call you and you interact with somebody 
for for an hour, for five minutes, for multiple times over multiple days. It was, I did a, oh, a number of things right. with them. It's really, really interesting. Um, and it's different and they do stuff and they, it's weird. Like they'll have a show run for a while and they won't really tell you when they have a new one. They'll just put it up on their Instagram page and you have to like hope you get a ticket because it's so such limited, you know, availability because it's literally one person doing it with you this whole time. So um, I did a, a number of them on their press page. Did I really? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I just went to go check it out. Real, oh. amazing, moving, funny, thrilling, emotional. Highly, highly recommend by did Matt really Tenney of Broadway Radio. Did Where, I really say I mean, that? There's ellipses between uh, oh, each okay. of those words. So I mean, okay. you said all of that at some point throughout your review. But regardless, I, highly, highly recommend. Yes, I do recommend it. It's something very different, very unique, uh, and very well worth it. So, all right. That was a lot uh, of stuff to encapsulate uh, three or oh, to encapsulate nine months of our year. Um, but let us know what your favorite things that you witnessed virtually are during this pandemic. Unfortunately, we've still got another about six months left. But with the vaccine out there, with things uh, starting to change in terms of administrations, hopefully we can start to see a light at the end of the tunnel and we can get back to seeing things in person sometime during 2021. Um, I feel the most optimistic about that that I have been in a while. A while yeah. I know. So, but hopefully that'll be something that we can do all together in the very, well, relatively near future. But all right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Broadway Radio. You can follow Broadway Radio on both Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Grace, you want to get this right this time? <laughs> you know I do. Right. Um, on Instagram, you can find me, Gracie Aki, G R A C E. Wow. Wow. Ooh. I'm not well today. Ooh. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Grace Aki-chan, and then on Instagram, Gracie Aki. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Print. Um, of course, you can head to patreon.com slash broaderradio, broaderradio.com slash Patreon. Everybody, I hope you had a wonderful New Year's, and we cannot wait to bring you even more stuff here in 2021. Hopefully, we can actually get back to talking about real live theater. Um, and what I'm actually excited about is, is as... We can, we'll have theater to talk about before there's actually theater on stage because as they start announcing dates and castings and stuff like that's the Broadway uh, that's the Today on Broadway sweet spot so I'm very much looking mm -hmm. forward to the, that news dropping as well so everybody have a wonderful week and we will have this week on Broadway on Sunday and we'll be back to talk to you on Monday <laughs> <laughs>